You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. Wish as I may, wish as I might, grant me this one small wish on Christmas night. Cause I don't need candy or the toys from my youth. I just want you, oh darling, I just want you. You're welcome. I don't know who sings that. <laughs> um, it's a really good Neon Trees Christmas oh. song. It's probably my new favorite Christmas song. Okay. So, guys, if you don't know it, look it up. It's by Neon Trees. Okay. It's called Wishlist. Okay, good to know. Um, and, you're, and you're welcome. Thank you. Anyways, welcome back to that Park Live podcast, everyone. Happy holidays. We hope you're having a wonderful week. And we're excited because Christmas is fastly approaching Around here. The corner. Yeah. Um, and to celebrate, you've done some really fun things because... I feel like Disney's just like, oh, by the way, we have this new thing that we just didn't really tell everyone about. So we'll just let social media do it. Um, last week, it was the Hatbox Ghost. And this past week, it was really um, Epcot. So yeah. you got to go. Tell us about I it. I did. And to commemorate the experience, even though no one can see but Beth, I've got a new Epcot shirt on. It is what is, very is nice. there a back? There design? is a back. And obviously, okay. I'm going to show you because the my back is the best side of me anyway. So oh, that's um, true. It's, it's very colorful and it's got all kinds of like You're going to have to get up on your tippy toes. Okay. It's got all kinds <gasps> oh, I of love that. On, I'll post a picture of it so everyone can see. Yeah, that's super cute. But yeah, I like it. Is it like a tan? It's like tan? It's like a tan color, which is not okay. normally how I you like you use a word you'd use to describe me, but it is a tan shirt. <laughs> that's true. I am also not tan, so... <laughs> Um, it is a tan shirt. You're singing Christmas it's songs, talking about Christmas being around the corner. It's the winter. I have a mosquito bite on my leg because it, it's not really winter. It's going in and out of winter here. It's a little chilly today, but it was still 85 yeah. the other day. And the well, mosquitoes people, are still around. Um, I've seen like pictures of people wearing jackets and like like um, toboggans and stuff. So I was like, I guess it's maybe in the morning. It's, is when it's Today was cold. cold it just enough. depends on the day. It's It's been different every yeah. day. Um, yeah. But anyway, World Celebration at Epcot is over. Yeah. It's going to be a very uh, Epcot-heavy episode, by the way, because in our big topic, we're talking about our go-to yep. splurge meals there. But um, a lot's been going on at Epcot, and I want to talk about it because I've had an opportunity to visit yeah. in different times of the day. So World Celebration mm -hmm. is the part of the park that's just behind Spaceship Earth. You may remember it as the area that had the uh, Fountain of Nations there. There used to big be fountain. the Fountain View ice cream that became a Starbucks fa yeah. um, Fountain View or whatever. And then um, it was like overhead was those like triangle canopy like kind of thing. And there was mm -hmm. a popcorn cart, the place where the guests would always uh, bring their big binders of pins. I don't know if you remember that. Like it was yep. an unofficial pin yeah. trading thing because there was also like an actual pin store in yep. the area. And then now, would... this means all of the walls are done, right? I, I don't want to say all the walls because there are still okay. some walls but up, but like them. so many walls are down. Which, All the ones that we kept having to walk around. Yeah, that's the thing anymore. is because the yeah. main walls are down behind Spaceship Earth, it has opened up so many new walking paths. You can walk yeah. now. You can walk from Spaceship Earth Great. directly to World Showcase and not have to divert. It's weird. It's it's. So I kept strange. hitting. I'll turn around. Doug be like, "It's not that hard. Like we just went this way and we're going." And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't get it. Like I can't." <laughs> I just need to walk straight. <laughs> I don't understand how this works. Yes. Uh, so I'm glad that those walls are down because I'll be fine the next time we come. It's such a relief. And um, I'm sure you've seen some, you know, videos. I know I posted a little bit too. I happened to be there. Not the day it, it opened, but it was the day after. And yeah. um, there's just so many little nooks and crannies in this area. And to me, it's more about like a, I kind of think of it like a hub area. Like it's not really meant to be something where you go to look at stuff. It's more like to, to sit and relax type thing and they did say so disney did say a while ago that the world celebration would be more about bringing the festivals of the park closer to the entrance closer to the forefront of the park which makes sense mm. because a lot yeah. of the spaces that are there um they're not occupied at the moment meaning like you can tell something's going to go there so there's a lot of open spots where it clearly looks like a festival booth is going to go there probably uh, i mean not okay. now maybe i don't know if it's going to be for festival of the arts aka farts or if it'll wait till Flower and Garden stuff. There's a lot of those things because there's a lot of tables and chairs in the area. Like a lot of tables and chairs. They also have this kind of 
rusty area. I took a video the other night and posted it to our story where the light was coming from like the ground and it had like spooky scary face um, on me and it was a little bit of an orange twinge and I went back and oh, watched yeah, it and I was yeah. like, oh, that's weird. I'm sorry if anyone was trying to sleep but that's the last thing they saw. Yeah. Um, but in addition to all this seating in like many different areas, there are a lot of charging ports for your phones, like both outlets and USBs, which is great. Um, I don't know yeah. exactly how the fuel rod company feels about this because, you know, they make their money on the rechargeable fuel rods. Well, I mean, it's they're never going to have enough for uh, like a bunch of people. Yeah. So and most people are using those rods like when they're walking around. Mm -hmm. So they still kind of have a one up because okay, you're like, these are portable. It's not like you have to sit somewhere and wait like an airport. You yeah, know what I mean. Um, the that rusted area I was mentioning with like kind of rusty looking trees, that area yeah. while I was there was being used as a meet and greet. So Daisy just came out and there was no line. I hopped right on line, obviously. And I said, Daisy, a brand new space. How are you feeling about it? And, I, you know, she's like, give me the thumbs up and getting mm -hmm. excited. I was like, and they wouldn't choose anyone else other than you to be here. And of course, she was getting excited and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it happened to be a Wednesday. And. I, the person I was with was like, oh, and you've got like this nice like pink on. And I was like, yeah, on Wednesdays, we wear pink. Daisy yeah. loved hearing that because I happen to also have a pink shirt on underneath my hoodie because it was a little a little chilly mm -hmm. in the morning. Chilly, chilly enough for a hoodie. Yes. Which is never a bad day in Florida. <laughs> when it's chilly enough for a hoodie, you're like, all you need is a light jacket. <laughs> That's what it is, a light jacket. <laughs> um, that is a uh, Miss Congeniality reference, right? Is that like Look the perfect date? Uh, hey, I got That's one. That's a movie. That's a movie. Did I say describe show? Yeah. Your, describe your perfect date. It's April something, right? Yeah, I can't remember what date it is. Um, off the top of my head, people so, are probably yelling right now. Yeah, it's whatever. I don't know. Sorry, I sorry, I don't remember what day in April it is. Can't remember everything. Imagine how much bigger my head would be if I could remember everything. Um, of course, the most popular thing in this area is the Walt statue. And um, I really love what they're doing with the photo pass here. I hope they keep it up and I hope they do it at other places. So what's happening is, is as you're online waiting to, to sit next to Walt, um, there's a photo pass cast member there that's actually taking a photo of whoever what would have been in front of you. And there's another one telling you how it goes. So he's like, after this family is done, we're going to walk over here. You can scan at the end. Over here is where you're going to put your bags. And then that cast member walks with you to Walt and takes your photo, at, photo as the other cast member is leaving their family and then they keep rotating. As opposed to there being one photo pass who has to yeah. keep re-explaining, this just made it go by so much more quickly. Oh, so well, basically, there smart. was two people doing it, just you know, only one how person. Long, I mean, how have the lines just been atrocious, um, or do you feel like I happen to be there right between early entry and 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 regular uh, time? So tough to tell because I I think I waited yeah. maybe le like less than five minutes. Um, okay. But there's a lot but of. But I guess the fact that you were like waiting even in early entry, it's like yeah. I'm sure that line. I mean, it was week one, right? I'm sure it'll it'll yeah. lessen. Although maybe not, because you don't don't really get a lot of places to take a picture with Walt. Yeah. We always have that bench in Magic Kingdom, but that's Roy, not Walt. Um, right. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of queue space for that, but there's just so much to look at, and the the real thing here is this space at night. So I happen to go daytime my first visit, and then nighttime and you can say the difference is night and day um, at night there are all different parts of the walking paths that have different type of lights so it really comes alive okay. the part that's by yeah. walt has uh, lights that are in the ground it's not quite the glow lights or like the the uh, concrete lights that were in epcot before um, they're a little bit bigger but it still looks really cool and they change colors because yeah. they were a different color one time i walked by versus another and then as you approach that garden that has a questionable look, as we talked about on our pad chat, yes. um, <laughs> that's a little more obvious. There are these big arcs of lights that also change its color. Yeah. And then Those around cool. are big poles or big like pylons or whatever you want to call them that um, have some LED panels in them. And those change and are synchronized to both the music in the area as well as what's being shown on Spaceship Earth. Because as you know, the lights are on Spaceship Earth, not projections, like actual lights. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. I just happened to walk in there at night. I was going to meet up with some friends and I um, I was like, let me just hang out here for a second, like soak it all in. And the music was playing. And not only was it music, um, it was music with lyrics. And I point that out because usually in a park, you hear just yeah. instrumentals. You don't normally hear lyrics. And I am embarrassed to say, I don't know what movie it's from. I'm sure it's from a Disney movie. It, don't, it was not an original track because I like, it sounded vaguely familiar. Probably should have shazammed it. I know you, you posted it and I watched it. I don't know I don't if remember. I posted that exact song. There was a couple where I was like, I don't know where, I don't know uh, where this is from, guys. 
Whoops. I need you to send me that so I can be like, oh, it's from this. Yes. But I feel like if you don't know, then I probably won't know. Well, I you know, I, I don't remember movies, so who the That's heck true. knows? That's true. Um, the trees in the area also have twinkle lights. There are light up plants and stuff. Like it's it's a cool. I'm all about cool the place. lights. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of stuff to look at. Well, because they want you to like, they want it to come alive at night too. So. Yeah, it's a bit like Pandora. Yeah. Also, um, you may have seen that Luminous, the Symphony of Us, uh, debuted mm-hmm. this past week as well. To be honest, it debuted. I, I didn't think it was gonna debut because there was no, not no, they didn't, it didn't feel like a big swell of attention surrounding right. it again. Yeah, it's um, typically they're like, oh, by the way, we're also debuting this uh, new show. If yes. you guys want to watch it, it's gonna be over here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, they oh, told okay, us cool. like months and months ago it was gonna be December fifth, but leading up to right. it, there was like, and we're gonna do a Normally. live stream at this time. Like, I know. to my knowledge, there wasn't a cast preview, which is fine. Um, I just would have preferred. And they're um, just, like, not trying to draw that much attention to them. Well, but I, maybe it wasn't done Disney until has, the day. <laughs> they have, a, there's well, also a history too, of that. Also, like, but Disney is also, like, not the ones that don't try to, like, make big deals out of stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe they just thought, let the internet do its thing. Maybe they're testing. Maybe they're going to see, like, how much, like, if we don't advertise, how much free advertising can we get from people on social yep. media? There's I mean, always a reason for it, so who knows? I mean, it worked. I'm always going to recommend you see these things because everyone's yeah. individual experience might be different from the person next where to you. Where did you watch? Where um, did you watch this? One we were near Japan, so right now, or at least at the time when we walked up. By the way, we got there like an hour and ten minutes before the showtime, but it was opening week. It was only two days yeah. after it opened, um, so you know it was still pretty popular, and um, it was a it was a Friday night as well. So like, which well, yeah. those, that tends to be busy so uh we were approaching japan and there were a lot of people already up on that ledge up on the restaurant up there which is you know fine and then we were um directly in front of japan but we went over a little bit because the queue was there for candlelight so this will really only pertain to you if you're going here during candlelight season because they block off the like the fence there you can't get to like to lean up against the fence so we waited behind the rope which would have been the queue for people that were queuing up to go see candlelight and there were people there but eventually of course they went in and got sat so um, after they got sat, the cast members came and removed the ropes, and we all just like moved forward in our positions up to the fence. And we were the only ones like on our first layer of people for at least 20 to 25 minutes. Eventually, more people started coming. No one stood behind me because I had my big tripod up, but mm-hmm. I just, you know, was there to take some pictures. And I got um, here before you, sorry. It was a really good spot. Um, Japan tends to be a good spot. Um, in in general, uh, you know, there's no like islands or anything in the way blocking the reflections of the. Oh, speaking of reflections, it's no illuminations, but nothing ever will be. So that's that's kind of what I I'm going into in these um, new fireworks things because I have to tell you here if I could share a thought with you all, um, the very first time I saw Happily Ever After, the beloved Happily Ever After, the fireworks show that I literally cried when it returned in um february of this year whenever that was uh i didn't like it i remember watching i'm like this is not wishes this means nothing to me right and it wasn't until i started to to actually start associating some memories with it and like getting into it and like you know having it be something Mm -hmm. that kind of sinks in that i really loved it so i have to remind myself that i'm not going to instantly love like something's not going to change my life a new firework job Um, that said i i did like luminous the symphony of us as they remind us over and over again um it starts out um this is not really heavy spoilers for people um but it does start out with each country saying hello in their language which is great because it really brings that that. the epcot world Mm -hmm. showcase vibe that you might be used to in previous fireworks shows so right off the the bat we're in the middle of the story they also toss in the line we are more alike than we're different and a quick side note on that you may remember in one of our two wilderness lodge episodes and that phrase is something that we talked about there too because that's a native american philosophy that president yeah. roosevelt also believed which is one of the reasons why he gets his own little shrine in the territory mm. lounge at wilderness lodge and i just said the phrase we are more alike than different to someone while talking about wilderness lodge like the day before i went to see that at at epcot so i was like oh everything is coming together yeah. here um anyway i digress so there's a bunch of narration in the show which i've seen some negative feedback on but like um They're like, know, shut up and play the song i don't know if you're aware but one method of like one way to tell a story is to is to narrate the story yeah it's to tell a story i actually read a comment that like if you have to narrate a story then it's not good and it's like well what is a book then 
because You're like, if like you have hello to narrate something at disney it better be morgan freeman yeah or like, and the voice is fine or... but it really add to me it adds um it really added to it there's some quotables in there it really like brings alive the story in my opinion i i liked it i was listening to it there's also a part where the narrator says we are never truly alone and then this cool moment happens with like a swell of music and lights around the countries and everyone's magic band pluses were going off at the same time. It's not overdone. Like it's swelled to this moment and the fireworks did a special thing. And then all of this is while into the unknown was playing. Like that's probably my favorite. Yeah. When it all happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, it wasn't that type of reaction that people around me were like, Oh, like it was more of like, like they were impressed as opposed to excited. So I thought that was a really cool moment. Even the people I was with, they were like, Oh my good. Like we look at each other, like what just happened? magic yeah it was a really it was a really cool moment and there are a bunch of unique firework effects especially towards the end where they're like pumping out hearts into the sky like it's different like in the magic kingdom they do like the shapes but this was more like a like a pump out of a heart because it it talks about the beat the heartbeat the beating of us i forget the name of the song i think it was the heartbeat but the the fountain uh the fountain the fireworks like there's a lot that like shoot straight out at yeah it's cool they don't go like they don't go like far enough to hit you but it was like oh that's kind of cool because they're doing like fireworks that are closer to it's right you. in front of you yeah right and in front of you yeah it's got yeah. some of the the uh the greatest hits from some of previous fireworks you got the fireworks that are shoot out from the coast of the lagoon into the center mm-hmm. so those are those are back i think they've made their way into all of the epcot fireworks shows at least in my memory that i can think of um some of the songs are multilingual so you'll hear it in in english and some other languages and uh that's all i'll say for now I would say okay. if the only exposure you have to it is watching a video of it on YouTube, I hope that you'll yeah. save a little bit of your judgment until you get there in person. Because just like watching I'm a super- find me like a 4K or 8K or 15K. Yes. I don't know. I'm going to find a good version of it. Well, it's to me, it's the same effect at the Super Bowl halftime show, right? Like it, it's never as exciting yeah. as the people who are watching it in person, right? Of course. Right, right, Same right. thing like watching anything on TV. So would highly recommend that you at least go check it out and take a look at the fireworks. Because if nothing else, fireworks are a fun time in yeah. the parks. Let's talk about some food. Uh, we get to be mm. hashtag food motivated for a little yeah, bit do. once again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we're surprise, in our series. Surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Okay. Uh, we're in our series of go-to splurge meals. We've done the go-to budget meals already. If you missed those, you can head back. Um, you can go to our website and just type in budget and you'll find all of those episodes right there for you. We've done go-to splurge meals in Magic Kingdom. And now mm-hmm. we're at Epcot. And unlike our go-to budget meals, this one's all about indulgence. So we recognize that the price tags for these meals are on the higher end, but that's the point. These are splurge meals. If you're celebrating something, if it's a treat yourself type of a thing, a date night or something, um, this is some of the restaurants that we would recommend. And then we also posted to our Instagram story and asked you all, what is your go-to splurge meal at Epcot and why? And I feel like we got a lot of good answers and we'll talk about those. All right. Let's start off with breakfast. Breakfast. Um, Ooh, I always breakfast. forget how to pronounce this place. I should have looked it up again. I think, I think that my pick for breakfast uh, is pronounced Ackershoes. Does that Great. sound right, Let's everybody? Okay. We're going to look it up. We've looked this up before because we did this on why do they yep. call it that? And I already don't remember. Why do they call it that? Ackershoes Royal Banquet Hall um, over in Germany. Of course, over in Epcot. in Epcot. Wait, is it Germany or welcome, Norway? Welcome to Norway. Germany. It's in Norway, everybody. Norway, actually, this one's. How do you pronounce Ackershoes? Uh, let's look. I was trying to do it. Ackershoes. Here's someone from All the right, saying restaurant it. saying it. So you call, uh, it's called Ackershoes. 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 He's like, Bless thanks, you. bye. Yeah. That's He's like, please stop. For. Take this phone out of my yeah. face, please. Um, uh, and I'm going to point out too, like we both picked the same one because there's pretty much two table service options in Epcot and the other one's Garden Grill and we think that's garbage. So we're going, <laughs> so we're both going with this one. So we're going to um, talk about this before we move to lunch, but yeah. Tell us, so tell us um, the Akershus Royal Banquet Hall. I <laughs> said, so that's so funny. Royal Banquet Hall is a all you care to enjoy family style, not a buffet. Just want to point that out. The price mm. is $55 per adult. That's why this is a splurge. And $35 per child. It is character dining. And it's the princesses, officially called 
Princess Storybook Dining, and the setting of this yeah. restaurant is a medieval castle, or medieval, if you like to have more than one, more than a couple of syllables in there. Who um, says that? It starts out with some fresh fruit and a plate of meats and cheeses, a little charcuterie charcuterie type of a thing. Charcuterie type of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then a platter that has a bunch of stuff, Norwegian waffles, which kind of look heart-shaped if you look at it a certain way. Um, yeah, I was a, like, what's a Norwegian waffle? Oh, delicious. Potato casserole, eggs, bacon, and sausage. So at that point, you're kind of getting to more your more typical breakfast food. Mm-hmm. And then there are some... potato casserole on there? Yeah, it looks pretty good. That looks good. good. There's some like butter and compotes and stuff for some of the pastries that are brought out with mm-hmm. that first um, round of food. There are five princesses here that you're able to meet. So for a character dining experience, five characters is pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And the princesses that are typically there are Snow White, Ariel, Aurora, Tiana, and Belle. Tiana, 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 and Belle. So those are your Which five. I love that there. this is in Norway, but they have neither of the Norwegian princesses, Akka, Anna, oh. and Elsa. Yeah. They're over. They have their own um, meet and greet, though. Yeah. But for breakfast? Not not a breakfast. They're over there just saying they're saying. able to say hello without eating. They should be available for breakfast. This twenty four seven. Beth wants uninterrupted twenty four seven. I'm just saying access. you could cut out. Who else could you you could cut out Ariel for sure? And who's yeah. the other one? Um, Aurora, get rid of her. She has her own castle. What does she need? That's this, true. This setting. Get out of here, Aurora. Get out of here. I mean, I'm just saying there are two that you could get rid of because you're in Nori. Like, I'm surprised. I'm curious what that, how that conversation went when they were putting this together. Well, They're like, end. we're seriously going to have storybook princess dining in Norway without those two princesses. Anyways, I digress. Don't digress too far because don't forget, Belle <laughs> okay. is also sometimes able to be met um, in the France yeah. pavilion. So Belle is just getting around. Maybe Belle is the... <laughs> Belle. Well, at least that's like the one place she should be. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Like she should be in France. That's why I think the Anna and Elsa should be at mm. in Norway at this well, restaurant. We're gonna have to but write anyways, a strongly worded letter. I, I am to the to the to the manager. <laughs> it's this podcast that, yeah. that we know Disney uh, listens to. So breakfast here is served till twelve ten p.m., which might sound funny. Oh. So they stop seating for breakfast at twelve ten. So you can make this your lunch, even though it's mm. breakfast food, right? So if you get like an eleven thirty or twelve o'clock. City, seating time essentially that's yeah. a lunch time by the time you're getting your food um since not it's not a buffet you won't get the best of both worlds changeover thing like we've talked about in some other places mm, right buffets where they change from breakfast to lunch since it's since they bring the food out to you you're getting one or the other at that point yeah so they don't do do they do lunch at this location yeah at 12 15 so 12 10 is okay, the so last some seating people time sitting well, that's what I'm saying. So you may mixed. have a table sitting next to you that has a, they're getting totally different food than you are, but. Yeah, they're finishing up their breakfast while your, your food, your yeah. lunch is getting. They do bad. have um, like a whole plant-based menu as well. I saw they have mixed fruit. It's a Nordic berry compote, plant-based apple cake. They've got plant-based waffles, plant-based egg scrambles, obviously home fried potatoes are plant-based. And then they have a plant-based sausage as well, which I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably jackfruit yep. because they love to use that jackfruit there. Um, but yeah, did you have anything else to add to that one? That was all for, for that place. Yeah. So that's a pretty good, I mean, obviously that's both of our picks for good old breakfast. Um, if you're wondering, covered, it, yeah. sorry, it is still character dining for the other, for lunch and dinner, but we're just talking about okay. breakfast. But if you do want to eat there, check out the menu and it is still character dining the rest of the day. Gotcha. I mean, in that case, I guess I understand why they don't have Anna and Elsa there, but whatever. I'm still <laughs> mad about it. All right. We're going to move over to lunch and I'm oh. going to throw out... A good lunch spot here and my lunch spot is going to be via napoli okay because i love me some good old italian food um so via napoli is obviously in the italy pavilion <laughs> you don't say it is it is delicious um and the meal that i'm going to pick is going well actually i have some like two things that i would pick here okay um the fettuccine via napoli Mm. is absolutely incredible it's fettuccine pasta tossed in a parmesan cream sauce or a parmesan oh. if you want to say it that way um and then you can add chicken for an additional eight dollars or you can add shrimp um i think i had it with chicken when i've had that the other thing that i would also go for here is the manicotti it's too pasta filled with ricotta cheese i mean you had me there pomodoro tomato sauce bechamel cream sauce bechamel bechamel however you want to say it toasted breadcrumbs thyme and parmesan parmesan cheese with fresh basil 
Um, the manicotti comes in at $27. The fettuccine comes in at $28. I would also throw in a dessert here. I was, um, I would go with the cannolis. They're the cannolo siciliano and it's crispy pastries filled with sweet, ric sweet ricotta, chocolate, and candied orange. For those of you who don't know, real, um, real cannolis have ricotta in them, not mm. just like a, you know, like a cake filling, basically. Mm. Like a, um, what am I thinking of? Cake icing okay. filling. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've definitely had those and I'm like, this is very sweet. Um, real, con real cannolis. And the, the cannolis are $11. So, you know, you're going to spend, it just depends on what you get there. But the pizzas there are also incredible. Like pretty much all the pizzas um, you can get there are going to be great. And they're huge. So I would say, I mean, you can spend anywhere from 30 to 40 $45 a person, just depending. I mean, I guess if you're going to get a drink on top of that, it's like add another. So maybe you're thinking closer to like 40 to $45 a person for that. Um, I love the atmosphere here. It's like a kind of like a big open space. Um, it looks really pretty from the outside. But once you're inside, it's like lots of natural light coming in there. Very high, like vaulted ceilings. Um, they have these really cool pizza ovens in the back. Like it's a kind of open kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like you can see them working on food in the back. Uh, but they have these big open kitchens with the, like the big faces. Um, I can't remember like what those are after. Like yeah, what yeah, each yeah. face is. Do I you remember? I, I know what you're talking about, about but these. I don't know what they are. Um, but the, I don't know. It's just like a cool aesthetic in there. I We've sat on the like patio area before and it was really nice out there too. So, and pretty easy i would say to get a dining reservation here or do walk up they they take both so just depending on the time of year um we had great service when we were there because it's italy like italians are i mean most of the italians that i've met like real italians are super nice um so i don't know we had great service when we okay. were there and i absolutely loved it and i would Good. go back um my honorable mention too here is the san angel in restaurant because Ooh. over in mexico because we've also eaten there I wouldn't say the food is like, oh my gosh, you have to go here because the food is phenomenal. I would say it's pretty good Mexican uh, style food and it's just a really cool atmosphere over there because you're, um, you know, you're like inside. So it's really dark because you're inside the Mexican pavilion um, and then getting seated like closer to where the boats go by for the, um, why can't I think of the ride? The Grand Fiesta Tour. Yes, the Grand Fiesta Tour. Um, it's just kind of cool and it's like quiet and. Um, but the food was great over there. So that's like my honorable mention for lunch, if you will. Okay. And obviously, right. um, like I think the lunch and dinner locations could be both, right? Yeah. Like you could either go there for lunch or you could go there for dinner. Obviously they do have a little bit difference in menus. Um, but you know, I would say you could do both. Okay. This one. So yeah, that's my lunch option. Go to for Epcot. I am on the struggle bus at Epcot. And did not choose a lunch location, but we'll share yeah. once we get to dinner that my dinner location can also be a lunch. Great. Well, let's do that now. Okay. Do you want me to talk about dinner then? Let's talk about dinner. Let's move okay. on. I would splurge, as I have quite a few times in the past, at Coral Reef. So over there mm -hmm. in the Living Seas Pavilion, or the Seas Pavilion, um, the meal that I typically get is the Harissa Chicken saffron mm. couscous citrus yogurt spice roasted seasonal vegetables that dish is 29 dollars. i've gotten it a bunch of times i've gotten some other things that aren't on the menu anymore um, but for me this place is cool for a lot of reasons it is a great way to take a break from the heat when it's hot out um, the restaurant's kind of dark and of course there's air conditioning but um, i really feel like you can relax in there that that dark art atmosphere really just like sets the tone for a nice like calm cool yeah meal um, obviously the star of the show is the giant aquarium you're in the seas yeah. pavilion so one whole Which is wall supposed to be calming in itself so yeah you know i think it is do not uh, be like calm in there it's like just look at the fish and shut up yeah. <laughs> i mean and if you're wondering how do i see the fish well one wall of the restaurant is glass it's the it's you're looking inside the tank and if you haven't been inside to see it yet perhaps you've seen that episode of the full house um, where they're there. Speaking of Full House, I have a, quite a story about one of the actors from mm -hmm. Full House on our bonus episode that we do on our Patreon account. Quick little shameless plug for that. But anyway, the atmosphere in here, I think, is the reason to visit. I think the whole time there's something to look at. The uh, Disney app and the website will also remind you there's enough water in the tank to fill 54 Olympic-sized swimming pools, and it's home to about 2,000 sea creatures. 
So you're looking at a glimpse of this big tank, but you can see quite a bunch. Mm -hmm. There's a guide you can ask for in there that'll show you what you're looking at. Kind of like when you go on the safari, there's like a little chart that shows you what the animals are. There is a chart you can get that shows you what the sea animals are that you're looking at. I would say that there is no bad seat in the house. You can request a seat near the glass, but near the glass, but obviously realize that a lot of people are going to be doing that. Yeah. But I even we've sat like on the like the furthest away from the glass up against like the back wall and we still had a great time. You can still see the tank. Yeah. But obviously the the most romantic is right right up against it. I've gotten this chicken dish in the past. I've also did like Instead of a meal, I got like a combination of appetizers because they've all just, some of them just look really good. Mm -hmm. um, Nicole and her mom have gotten these shrimp and grits multiple times and love them. Um, I have only nice things to say about it. Um, we've gotten the chocolate wave here in the past as well. The warm flourless chocolate cake with raspberry gelato. Delicious. Mm. Um, uh, shout out to, remember the Kremlins, everybody? Do you remember how they were sometimes oh posting some, some YouTube videos? I know that their family loves going to the Coral Reef. And I, I forgot to tell something about my time watching Luminous. So I would like to just a quick little pivot here, everyone, for this. Because okay. while we were watching the fireworks show, um, Cody of of uh, the Kremlins was there. That's who I was hanging out with and his wife, Bailey. Um, we're chatting. We got my, my tripod set up. So we're like kind of waiting for the show to start. And then the woman next to Bailey, who we don't know, is there with who appears to be her husband, just leans over and then starts talking into Bailey's ear. So Bailey is now like talking to her and we're looking at each other like Cody and I are looking at each other like what? And it's like, I don't know what you would think is a long time, but it was about 30 yeah. seconds of them talking. Like it was more than just to like, hey, your fly's open. Like something was yeah, going somebody on. somebody you don't know, you're like, what's happening? Yeah. And they had not talked previous to this instance so okay. like we just kind of ignore it and then like 10 minutes goes by and she walks away and we're like what the heck did she say she she said that the woman leaned over and said to bailey i just really need you to hold me up right now i i'm just a little drunk and i just i fell right here and i'm just acting like i'm talking to you i just need you to hold me up for a second oh we're like God. what was she by herself? No, I don't know why she decided to fall into someone she doesn't know. Fall into your, what, again, what appeared to be well, her husband. Well, I guess when you're drunk and you need help, you don't care. Gravity does what it do. What it do. Oh, gosh. Um, but anyway, that made me think of it because I know they like to go to this restaurant. Um, and they That's recommend funny. it too. Yeah. We talked a little bit about it. Um, if you're wondering if you're going to this with some kiddos, the kids menu is tame, but fun. It's got grilled chicken with a sweet soy sauce on there, grilled chip, mac and cheese, junior prime rib. And all those those other kinds of things. So I feel like it's a well-rounded menu yeah. for the fam bam. And reservations typically are not difficult to get. I don't think we've ever had a time where we really wanted to go and could not get a reservation. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Um, so for my dinner, I'm going a little fancy. Surprise, Ooh. surprise. <laughs> um, and I'm going with Les Celliers. Ooh. Steakhouse. The steakhouse. Um I have a. I have to say, like, I have a lot more notes on this than I did for my lunch pick. Okay, good. So just, let's hear just bear with Just bear with me, everyone. Um, so obviously, this is in the Canadian Pavilion. Some of you might think, oh, that's probably in the France Pavilion because it's French, but it's not. It's in the Canadian Pavilion <laughs> because of yeah, French Canada. That's true. French Canadian, French Canada. Um, you do kind of have to walk through like the garden area of Canada to get back there, but it is a beautiful building. Um, and Disney says, descend into the cozy cellar of a Canadian chateau for exquisite steaks and seafood specialties. Um, but they have it listed as American steakhouse and fine huh. signature dining. So I thought that was interesting that it's listed as like American, like an American steakhouse. But I'm like, anyways, um, and it is considered like signature fine dining. So you're it's going to go up a little bit in price here. Uh, but for me, I would start off with the baby iceberg wedge salad because your girl loves a wedge, a wedge salad. Um, it's marinated toy box tomatoes, edamame, applewood smoked bacon, smoky blue cheese dressing, and crispy onions. Just sounds incredible. Um, and that's $16. So you're starting out with something a little bit hefty appetizer wise. But okay. again, this is a splurge. Uh, for me, I would go, they have a lot of steaks and things like that. But for me, I'm going to go with the New York strip. That is USDA prime. It's savory bread pudding, garlic, peppercorn, butter, arugula, and caramelized onions. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, mouthwatering and that's going to be $54. They do have, um, some di different cuts of steak that are going to be around, um, around those prices, but you know, be ready to spend steak prices on some good steak. 
Um, and then they have like a lot of, they kind of have a list of like sides, I guess you will. So, um, the, some of the ones that I think are like incredible are the Canadian cheddar cream spinach. They have a maple whiskey glazed Brussels sprouts, Ooh. um, which sound incredible. Uh, they have bacon smoked Gouda, macaroni and cheese, a thank you. And then they have loaded mashed potatoes. And these are kind of like sides that you could share. So um, the the prices listed there are not like per person. You could get these for the table and like share them. Okay. So whereas like the wedge salad is going to be for you and the steak for you, the um, most of these come in. So the cream spinach is like 1050. Brussels sprouts are up also 1050. The mac and cheese come in at $14 and the loaded mashed potatoes are also $14. Um, there is like a handful of desserts you can choose from. There's one, like there was like a sticky warm pecan thing that they had before, but I didn't see it on the menu now. So of what they had now, I would pick the chocolate tort. That looked really good. Ooh. It is, uh, I don't know how you say that, Dulce Creamu. <laughs> sure. Dulce Creamu. Please welcome to the adult, stage, adult, Dulce Creamu. Dulce Creamu. It's probably like a Dulce Cremo or something. Yeah. Anyway. Creme. Um, Creme. I feel like Nathan's going to listen to this and be like, oh my gosh. These uncultured um, swines. <laughs> seriously. A Dolce Cremo. Um, banana praline. It says warm. 65% Disney coverture ganache. Wait, it's so 65% Disney? Disney ganache. I'm kidding. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know okay, what you mean. I was mean. like, this part. Yeah. Greg, I'm already struggling. Come on. Okay. <laughs> um, and the chocolate tort is $15. And then I would probably get a glass of Pinot Noir. So they have like, I'm sure they have more options, but the one on the menu was like a Dutton Goldfield Pinot Noir. It's from the Russian River Valley. So that for a glass of that was like $24. But I'm sure there's like a whole menu of wines um, and things to choose from. Some of the notes that I have here, um, Les Celliers is actually like one of the first restaurants that opened with Epcot. So it's Hmm. been around since 1982 um, when Epcot opened. They started out as like a cafeteria style restaurant said it served like Canadian fair cafeteria style. So it had like salmon dishes and things like that. Um, but it wasn't like a sit down type, like what we know today, Mm. it closed for the first time renovation in 1994 and opened reopened in 95 with like a new focus on sandwiches. Okay. Um, so I guess it was still kind of cafeteria style at that point. Then they closed again in 97 because I'm sure, I guess that wasn't really working out for them. Um, and then when they reopened in 97, I think they like reopened the same year. That's when it became the steakhouse. So they basically just like upgraded it. The outside and inside of this building are beautiful. Um, Outside obviously is a little bit, it looks like more like a castle because the whole idea is that you're in a wine cellar. So when you go into the building and um, it like the inside of it, it just has this look and feel of like you're in a wine cellar. Um, It has really low ceilings. It's dim lighting in there. It has a very like romantic feel. There's not a ton of tables. So um, some of the pictures may kind of be deceiving cause you may think that there's a ton of tables in there, but it's really not as big as you would think. Um, but it does just have this like old wine cellar, like vibe to it. And I love that. Um, they start out your meal as well with three types of delicious bread served with maple salted butter. Ooh. Thank you very much. Um, and they have the three types of bread actually have meaning. So I'm going to tell you what those are. So they have pretzel bread, which represents apparently Ontario. Because Ontario is known for hosting one of um, the world's second largest Oktoberfest. So that's why they have pretzel bread. And I think they have like a beer cheese thing going on. Or no, it's like the broccoli and cheddar soup, I think, is like incredible that everybody raves about. And they're like, take this bread and dip it in there. (laughs) Um, They also have multigrain bread. And the multigrain bread is meant to be a representation of um, the fact that there's like three Canadian uh, provinces and they produce half of all the grain in North America. Oh. So if you didn't know that, so that's why they have the multigrain bread. And then they also have sourdough bread, and that represents supposedly the Yukon part of Canada, which is like closest to a close to Alaska, and they only get three hours of daylight in the wintertime. Hmm. So when uh, spring rolls around, they have a huge like sourdough festival, apparently. So um, that's why they do sourdough bread. Okay. Because I guess, yeah. Um, and it comes like in this cute little basket and it's like tear uh like tear apart or whatever so and that maple salted like butter mm, get it <laughs> um uh random note here full a full dinner here could take up to two hours so Holy. depending on like what you're getting starting out with appetizers 
Um, which, I mean, I feel like that's kind of standard for like good steakhouses. Um, so just keep that in mind if you are going to go here. This is a very popular um, location. So it is kind of hard to get reservations at because they don't have a ton of tables as well. Makes so. sense. Yep. And that's pretty much what I have rounded out. I, I, I mean, you can do this for lunch, but I would probably recommend it for like a romantic dinner. Ooh, you know? and then Good stuff. slip into a nice little La Cellier coma after. Yeah. Seriously. And then go watch. What is it? What's the new one called? Luminous, the Luminous. Symphony of Us. I keep wanting, I keep wanting to say Illuminous. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that. It was Illuminations. No. Yes. And now we're at Luminous. And now it's the um, Illuminati, the Symphony of Us. Yeah. Um, we so did post this question yeah. to you all. And here's what many of you had to say. Um, some of these are repeating, which means it probably is pretty good. Abby agrees with you. Via Napoli, good pizza, good price. Still have enough room for festival food. Um, Christy also says via Napoli, something for everyone, consistent service, kind servers, good memories. Uh, let's see a bunch of other, of you, a bunch of others of you, Elizabeth, I'm a sucker for via Napoli. Give me all the pizza. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Um, because the, the pizza there too, like I forgot to mention this, but it's more, um, it's like Italian style. So it's not yes. like, okay, I want to get like this, this, and this on my pizza. It's like, no, it's made like there's a margarita, there's like a cheese and, it comes out like the way that you would get it probably in Italy, not like mm -hmm. here. You know? Yeah. Like not at um, Domino's. <laughs> Sam, DVC millennial Sam, shout out. Yeah. Also said Via Napoli, it's the only pizza as good as we get in Jersey. A yeah. bold claim, Sam. But that I have bold. heard. It is bold. I do like the pizza there. Some, I have to be honest. This didn't make my list because some of the other food I've had there, I did not. I don't know. They served. See, they once served a, a salad. I liked my food there that wasn't pizza, but they had, they served a salad to Nicole once, and the chicken was literally not only was it inedible, we couldn't even cut into it. Like it was bad. Oh, uh, that was salad. one time. Um, a bunch <laughs> of you also time. said uh, uh, Via Napoli. What else is on this list? Oh, another vote for Akershus. Top notch servers. Okay. Less money than Cinderella Royal Table, which is true, true by like Very a lot. True. Most places are less money. Um, what else is in here? Beer garden in Germany, food, beer, music, all in one place. Yeah. A good and call. And that's like a all you can eat, um, like buffet style there. So, yeah. If you like German food, definitely go there. But I wouldn't say go there if you if you're not a big German food mm. fan. Now their beer cheese in there, phenomenal. But um, other Sam says that uh, San no. on Hill, great theme, yeah. great food, and who doesn't want a boat ride after dinner? Get See, that. there you go. Yep. That's good for um, lunch or dinner because it's so dark in there, like you wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, you would not. Uh, Nate says restaurant Marrakesh, which I feel like doesn't get a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing food, great atmosphere, and well, belly dancing. So good enough reason. There you go. To go over to restaurant Marrakesh. Another vote for Akershus. Loved it. Pleasantly surprised. Thanks. Um, La Hacienda de San Angel. Fireworks mm -hmm. view is great. So that's the one that's on the water. Yep. Another vote for La Hacienda. Great atmosphere by the water. Fairly consistent service and food. Okay. Okay, park hopping blondie. I have not been here, and I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, shiki, shiki Sai? Shiki Sai? Oh. Shiki <laughs> Sorry, my dear. Where is Beth, that? You can Shishiki Sai away. Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, think that's, I think that's the new restaurant in Japan that I have not oh, been to. Okay. Uh, great food and drinks. The vibes are so calming. Amazing views, too. Mm. Um, some, uh, Courtney says they like to try and do a different world showcase country every time, but France oh. and China are our two favorites. Yeah. Um, a couple of votes for garden grill and we're not going to yuck your yum, but Greg, you won't find Greg or Beth there, um, <laughs> from the experience we had together while we were at, yeah. Yeah. uh, garden grill, a lot of votes for Tepanito as well. I mean, that's mm -hmm. like the kind of like the Americanized hibachi version of some food. Yep. Um, a lot of votes for that spice road table. Another great one. Thank you. Magic mm -hmm. me vacations. Almost. Always has walk-up availability. And I can't get food like this anywhere near me. Mm. Uh, Christy, another vote for La Hacienda for the shrimp tacos. Yeah. Everyone's a good shrimp taco. That's true. Uh, yeah, another vote for Tepanito, Mike Tepanito, Rick, that Rick, Tepanito. Rick, Rick. Rick, Rick. So I feel like good. a lot of a lot of votes for Viennapoli, Tepanito, and um, the two Mexico Pavilion restaurants. So in addition, yeah. I would say, um, I guess I'm alone on this journey with Coral Reef, but I love it. And mm. um, I know there's a lot share, of good food. I want to share, I asked um, ChatGPT what oh. the top five 
top five uh, table service restaurants in Disney's Epcot. Okay. So I'm going to list these off for you because I was like, well, we'll see what they have to say. Number one. Actually, let's go from five to one. Yeah. Number five was Spice Road Table, situated oh. um, obviously in the Morocco Pavilion. It's uh, Mediterranean inspired. That is another one that's like on my list because we, I mean, we love Mediterranean food. So, which I feel like you would love too because mm. pretty much what you get at um, Coral Reef is just Mediterranean food. Okay. <laughs> so, I think you would like Spice Road. Maybe we'll do that on the next trip. We'll try it out okay. together. Uh, Tepanito is number four. So, obviously, that's in the Japan Pavilion. Uh, number three, Via Napoli, Ristorante mm. e Pizzeria. Not in the Italy Pavilion. I have a feeling... uh, number two, I've never heard of this one. I was like, uh, it's Monsieur Paul. Above the, the it's the second story of Oh, um, okay. In the France, France Pavilion. Yeah. So um that just says it's like upscale French cuisine. Is that a signature? Maybe. Yeah, that's a signature. Okay. That's like you might want to dress up a little bit. Yeah. Um and then number one, Les Celliers Steakhouse. Yeah. Hmm. In the Canada hmm. Pavilion. So yeah, we did pretty good considering the top five. So and I looked this up after we did our picks. So I think we did a pretty good job. Look at that. I'm proud of us. We don't normally get news nuggets coming out of the Disney Vacation Club Condo Association meeting, but here we are, 2023, um, in that venue, uh, Disney announced that they have bought the formula to the H2O bath products. So although the H2O company is folding, it sounds like Disney is moving forward with the formula under the Disney brand. So the shampoos, conditioners, body washes that we're used to in the Disney resorts, Disney Cruise Line sounds like we're still going to get them. They just might look a little different, but the formula is the same. That makes total sense. Yes. Disney's going to like rake it in on that because people <laughs> are still talking about like, oh, I use my last little bit or I'm so sad or so. I am stuff. not quite at my last little bit. I think I might yeah. survive some type of um, apocalypse and still have some left. But, Did they you know, give any kind of time frame on like when no. we're going to see I mean, products still, roll out for that? I think everything I've seen is still pretty well stocked. Okay. Um, but that's that's the future plan, yeah. as we learned. Cool stuff. Well, maybe it'll just be like a pretty um, like seamless, mm-hmm. like they'll have everything ready by the time they kind of run so. out that's of the, stuff. And you'll be like, oh, the, new, the new stuff is here, but it smells the same. Good stuff. All right. Let's move on All to right. some history. Yeah, we'll go back in time with some Disney history. As always, brought to you by (laughs) the mouse. Let's make sure you're checking them out on Instagram. Uh, What are they on? TikTok. And their website full of some really cool. I keep hearing good things about their merch. Like people come up to me and be like, hey, you know the mouse. That's right. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Like, have you seen their merch? I'm like, I know. It's like good stuff. You're like, no, I literally know them. Yeah, I (laughs) know what it is. Like, you know, like you have their numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I was talking with one of them this morning, actually. But I'll take us back to this week, four years ago. It might not seem like a long time ago, but you know, anything pre-COVID is like another lifetime, basically. Seriously. So this week, four years ago, Disney's Riviera Resort uh, opened here at Walt Disney World. And I will always have an emotional attachment to this resort. I was able to stay here about two weeks before it opened up. And um, believe it or not, it's our last resort we have to talk about on our resort rundown until we have some other resorts open up. So um, you'll hear that Disney Resort rundown for Riviera coming up in our first episode in 2024. And I'm looking forward to it. But it's been open for four years now, which is wild. No, that's cray cray. I'm taking us all the way back to 1993. Three, three, three. Epcot's Listen to the Land reopens this week as Living with the Land with a new narration, new music, and opening and ending scenes. And so for that, we're going to celebrate with the old music that you know I love so well. Greg, take it away. Just make believe you're a tiny little seed. A tiny little seed that's reaching up to meet your Vigilante, if you're listening, with the turn right it up amount now. Of feet. Here we go. And the right amount of birth. Right amount of birth. You'll grow to see the sunshine on your day. This of is it. Birth. Let's listen to this. We all love. Nature's plan will shine upon. Listen to the land. Listen to the That's where we lost Anyways. Taryn when she was here with the with our episode on, with the mouselets. 
yeah, she, didn't like she, little kid choruses, I, turns she out. She said nope. She Anyways, said nope. So that was back in 1993. So Holy that's what we got. 30 Hi, years Mike. old. That version of living with the land is 30 yeah. years old. That's great, wild. Great. Um, I've got a quote, a unique quote, a fresh quote, a quote you probably haven't heard yet. I would actually say that probably 99.9% of you have not heard this quote yet. Quote. More on that in a minute. Um, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes and leave us a review over there. We greatly appreciate it. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're always posting some stuff on there, just like getting some input from you all, like on this topic, our go-to splurge meals at Epcot. Um, we do have an episode next week. We are taking a little bit of break, but we'll still be active on the Instagram. I'm sure I'll be at the parks doing stuff. So make sure you're following along and that's at that park life podcast. My personal account is at the Disney Greg. I'm at the real Beth McDonald. Beth can also be found at Simplistic Thrills. If you want to see some fun merchandise, some funny memes, and not everything there is Disney. If you want to take a look at some of the other cultured things in Beth's life, um, you can see that over at... So did you like that? I'm calling you cultured. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we'll round it over there at Simplistic mm -hmm. Thrills. And I've got another podcast I'm working on with some friends. It has nothing to do with Disney, and we release kind of every other week. Uh, it's called The Quick Escape Podcast. Our name. website is thatparklifepodcast.com. You can go there to search some of our previous episodes right there in the search box. You can also submit a question with the Ask Beth and Greg feature. If you'd like a little more of us, if this isn't enough, if you're like, you know what, Beth and Greg, this like 50 minutes or so is great, but I want even more of you. First of all, we say thank you. And maybe you might want to see a, a medical professional with that. Um, we do have bonus episodes. We release Please hang via up and Patreon. Down. 911. <laughs> <laughs> We have bonus episodes we release on Patreon, and we also release ad-free versions of episodes like this, and we have a bunch of other things like a Discord channel, an opportunity to meet with us and help plan your trip, monthly subscriptions, and all kinds of stuff that you can get only through our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash thatparklifepodcast. We have our Amazon shopping list where we tell you what we bring to the park. You use your normal Amazon shopping account, but we get a little bit of a kickback for that. It is an affiliate link, but it is your normal Amazon account that you get to continue to use. Okay, a quote. And the reason why I think that maybe you haven't heard this quote is because it is from the new Nighttime Spectacular Epcot called Illuminati. What is it called? Illuminous. <laughs> Luminous. Luminous. The Luminous, the symphony of us. The story of us. Of us. <laughs> Just kidding. The symphony of us. It's Illuminous, the shower of us. <laughs> symphony of us. <laughs> um, and here is your quote that is said by the narrator during the show. Quote, Together, our voices can illuminate the world if we only listen closely for the sounds of each other. It's a nice message, and it's a show and full of nice messages. And the sounds of each other is... <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll see you all next week. Have a good week. Bye!